good morning, everybody. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're excited to be here to do the message. And I want to know for people that are just tuning in, uh, know that you've already been prayed for. You're not just stopping by the website or our Facebook page by chance. That, uh, you know what, we've been praying and we just, we realize that God's drawing you in. So stay tuned for the message. So with that being said, I'm going to jump on in. And it's a real easy thing to say. Uh, it's a real easy title. And unfortunately, many times it is true. So I want to read that to you right out the get-go, and I think it speaks for itself. Stagnant. When you hear that, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Sitting still. Sitting still. That's it. I wrote down a few things. See if you guys can relate to this. Maybe it's the old uh, yucky pond behind your house, right? You think about that where all the things just kind of settle and just float around. Maybe uh, stagnant on your job. Maybe it's a relationship that's grown old and cold. But regardless of what it is, all these things today, it can, as it can speak to all these situations, I really want to hold in, hone in on our relationship with the Lord. Because if our relationship with the Lord is stagnant and cold, it's going to affect everything. But if it's vibrant and warm and growing, it'll affect everything. So we want to make sure today that we're making the most of each opportunity. Sometimes things are just plain Jane. We kind of really pick this background. It's just, you know, oh, um. How many times is our life like that? For you guys just tuning in today, and many of y'all are already talking here, we got a great praise today. We had a sister of ours break her neck five, five weeks ago, and she's here in the fellowship today from God's goodness, His grace, and His healing touch. Give him a, a hand clap right there. I give him a hand clap. We do not serve a stagnant God, but we serve a living God. Amen? A healing God, a forgiving God. And we should be excited about that stuff. I, I think one of the most critical things that can happen as believers that we just get stagnant in our wall. You know, I say it many times, we can miss one week of church and then it's easy if we miss one to miss two. And after we miss two, you know, I'll catch it online. And next thing you know, two months has gone by and then all these things. And that is what hurts my heart is that we miss out when we're not plugged in. I know people's got stuff. I'm not saying that things come up. But I'm saying when we have the opportunity to plug into the promises of God, man, let's do it. Guess what? You have that opportunity every day. Aren't you glad? Every day. If today's a rough day, look up and say, Lord, thank you that I'm not gonna, I don't have to stay here. I can keep on moving. That you're going to reveal things to me through this message. How many believe that? To encourage me today. Believe that, and I believe God will work right through that. So let's keep on rolling that with that. Regardless of where we are on that spectrum, whether if we're burning hot, if we're kind of lukewarm, we can always take time to recharge. Amen? That's an amazing thing that we just need to continue to stay plugged in. I'll give you a little analogy. Uh, I like to ride my motorcycle when I can. And usually over the winter time, I put my motorcycle on what they call a little trickle charger. All right? And when I got ready to kick it on this, this summer to take up, I was like, man, I'm ready. I know I got it plugged in and everything else. But somewhere along the way, somehow it got unplugged. Surely it was me. Right? And I went out there. Guess what I got? Click. Click. Well, one thing I can tell you that I learned about motorcycles as you get the street bikes, you no longer push them and jump on them. Now, I've tried that with my younger children out there when that's happened before, and my neighbor's like, what is he doing out there? Because, man, it's a lot of weight. It's a lot. You're trying to do it on your own. But my whole thing is this. Are you plugged in? Are you plugged, plugged in to the Lord? Are you plugged into his divine power and his promises? And we're going to take a look at that today. So if you got your Bibles with you, then we're going to be in 2 Peter chapter 1. And I'm going to read verses 3 through 11 and give you a little background on that. So everybody ready to say amen? amen. And we're going to jump on 
in here. Talking about the title of this, this healing in the Bible talks about growing in our faith. How many people need to grow in their faith? I don't know anybody that don't need to grow in their faith. I'm preaching to me first. So I'm going to read through here a little bit, and then we'll just kind of pick it apart, all right? So it starts out in verse 3. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Somebody say amen. amen. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Someone in your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patience and endurance, and patience and endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Now I'm going to tell you what, how are we doing so far? Are we tapping into that? I want you guys to write that down and go back over that at your own, own time this week and look study. But there's more, okay? Let's keep on rolling here. Verse 8 says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many people know that that's a good thing? How many people want to be effective and productive in the Lord? This is how we do it. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. How many people know they've been called and chosen? That Jesus died for your sins. That he thought you were worth it. That he offers you that gift of salvation. And when you receive that, he doesn't want you to sit on the sidelines. He wants you to be all you can be. That's going to be the theme today, folks. I want you to see that this is going to be a message to uh, encourage and, and draw you on into the Lord. It says, do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How many people are looking forward to meeting the Lord? Okay, that's going to be a good day. But you know what? How many people want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? I'm glad you say that because today's our message. Now, I want to make sure that everybody understands right out of the shoot what we preach is right out of the Bible. And this is what the gospel says, that we are saved by grace, not by ourselves, but it is a gift to God. Okay, so when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross... We are secure in Christ. In Ephesians 1, it says that I give you my spirit as a down payment, okay? I want you to hear that today. But God has something for you to do and serve while you're here. So we want to be effective. We want to walk in that divine power. We want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And we need to do that by plugging in to the Lord, amen? So when we look at this, we see right here, look at the continued blessings of the Lord. The Lord continues to draw us to himself. That's a great benefit for strength and protection and for wisdom and for blessing. And I said, but when we decide to just coast, when we decide to just have a casual outlook on the word of God, we tend to get complacent. We tend to grow stagnant. Now, let me ask you a question. I know all of us have good days and bad days, but if you were just to ask yourself, this is a personal question here. Do you think that you're closer to the Lord now than you were in January? We're getting ready to go into August. That's almost eight months coming into it. Are you drawing closer? Have you made some steps? Have you made some choices that, hey, when I wake up, I'm going to read my Bible. 
hey, I'm going to attend Sunday school. I'm going to come on Tuesday nights. I'm going to make sure that I'm making every effort to be here. You see what I'm saying? The reason I bring this up is because we're going to be accountable for that one day. How did you serve me? And I don't want anybody to just say, man, I'm saved. I'm sitting on the sidelines. You know what? You're saved and secure because what Christ did, we cannot add to that. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about well done, my good and faithful servant. Everybody with me, right? I want us to finish big. How about you guys? I want to finish big. You know, one of the things that I see is this. I look at a lot of stuff and I read a lot of different things and I follow along with the Lord and things. I want to be a good leader. How about you? And I know many times I fail in that, but I keep getting up and I keep looking to the Lord. Let me tell you, if you don't leave much of a legacy, you haven't been a very good leader. I'm just talking on a personal note. I went and got my hair cut yesterday and I talked to a good friend of mine, Mitzi. And she's just a wonderful lady in the Lord. And, and she operates her business on Christian principles and everything else. And she said, buddy, I want to leave a legacy. I don't want this to just fold up when I leave. I want to entrust this to somebody else to keep this moving forward. She wasn't so much talking about the business, but the ministry within her business. You hear what I'm saying? That's the way I feel about things. How about you guys? What are we doing today? Because today is going to greatly impact your tomorrow of the legacy you live. Leave. Okay? So when you're in a hospital bed and they said, hey, things ain't looking good, it's kind of tough to start leaving your legacy then. Amen? Now, when I'm talking about a legacy, I'm not talking about look what Buddy did. Look what Susie did. I'm talking about a legacy that will continue to bring glory to God and others into the kingdom. You hear what I'm saying? That's why we're here today. So how can we adjust our walk? What is God telling us to continue to grow in the Lord? Now, let me tell you, I, before we started this church, I went to a lot of churches. I didn't grow up in church. I won't tell you the whole story again. I went once when I was five, once when I was 30. So I didn't know anything about the church business. How about that? Many people say, that's good. Right? Sometimes it is. Because I don't know anything. All I know is that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I need Jesus. And I received that. Now I'm I'm, I'm just walking with pampers, man. I'm just going, now what? Well, there is more than a now what? Now, not just, okay, listen. God wants us to grow, amen? But I will say this, and I'm not coming down on anybody because surely I don't know it all. I know the one who does. But just because you are a older Christian, I'm going to choose my words, doesn't mean that you are a mature Christian. I want y'all to hear that. You want to know some good news? Here's some really good news. That we really don't have any choice about growing old. We have a choice about growing wiser. You can learn all you want about the Lord. You're not going to exhaust that Bible, man. You're not going to go to the Lord and go, well, I didn't ever think about that. Now your pastor might, but we're going to keep pointing to the Lord. So what I want you to see is there's always time to grow. But let's start today. Let's move on with that today. So anybody encouraged yet? I pray that you are. So go back and I want you guys to just write this down here where we're at in the Bible. And go back and kind of go over that this week, okay? I want you guys to be encouraged with that. So when we get complacent, we tend to get stagnant. Let's talk about that just a little bit. We're going to roll right on through here. What causes stagnation? got a few things I want to share with you. How about laziness? You believe laziness can make us stagnant? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And, and you know, with all the things that we have to make it easier, we can get kind of lazy, can't we? Man. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell a story on my folks. I have no idea why it's like this. 
It's almost like my folks growing up, and I love them pieces, and they've been good to me. It's almost like they would they fought technology. My mom to this day, 88 years old, praise God, she still has a floor model TV. Me and Tim said, Miss Ruthie, we're gonna put we're gonna put a widescreen. I don't want no widescreen up there. What's widescreen? <laughs> Tim said, we're gonna move that picture, Miss Ruthie, we're gonna put a big old thing up there so you can really see Wheel of Fortune and all that stuff, you know? See, she doesn't like change. How many of us? We don't usually like change, do we? But also with that, when we did get that, when we finally did get that 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 uh, big old TV there, it came with a remote. I remember. It. Came with a remote. It looked like a brick. You know where you know where that stayed? People say it's your dad's chair. Nope. Oh, your mama had it, right? Nope. On top of the refrigerator. I said, uh, why don't we use that? He said, your mama sits right there. She can just reach over and turn them. <laughs> What's up? He said, I got your mama, right? And mom said, I don't need that thing. I can't even see it half the time. Well, why don't you go get some glasses? I don't need no glasses. How many fingers I got up? You know, and I'm not coming down. Has anybody dealt, dealt with this? This is what I deal with. Mom, how you doing? I, I'm good. Mom's a cheat date, man. She's awesome. Because she doesn't like change. Guess what? We didn't have no air conditioning. Why? No reason. You know why? He said, well, we never had no air conditioning. Why do you think you need air conditioning? That was the thought. He said, we never had that. I said, well, you never have a bicycle. And I'm riding a bicycle. When it's hot on that bicycle, we need an air conditioner. He said, get a fan. How many people have done this? The pillow flip. You're sweating. You flip the pillow. You flip the pillow. You flip the pillow. And then you got the little box fan and everything. You go, you go hey, how y'all doing? Because you don't have no TV in your room, right? And I'm not saying we had it rough. I think we had, I had it very good. But there was things that we could have tapped into that we never did. And it wasn't that it was lazy. It, it was that, you know what? It's like, it's almost like we feel guilty if we have something. Don't feel guilty if God's blessed you with something, Okay. So I just want to share that. That's not even in the notes. I was just thinking about that. But now mama's got an AC. And if that thing comes unplugged, it's a meltdown. Yeah. So you know what happens if it comes unplugged or something like that? You know what I do, don't you? Jeff, can you go and set, mom's, set the breaker on mom's stuff? Yeah. Until I'll be there in a minute. Because it's going to take me 25 minutes. It takes Jeff and Bennett like three. And, he's going, and I appreciate that. He's like, I, and see, we got cameras and everything. I see Jesse. Hey, Miss Ruthie. Hey, Jeff. My air conditioner. Off. Yeah, I heard about that. Click, 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 click. All right, you doing all right? You need anything? No, thank the Lord. I'm sure getting hot in here, honey. All right, see you later. Right? She likes it now. She likes that AC. How many people like the promises of God when you experience it? You got to keep plugged in. See, when that wire comes out, we get, you know, just like on that. Sometimes when we get out of fellowship, we get discombobulated. God still got the promises there. Mom still got the cord to the AC, but it's got to stay in the wall. We still got that connection to the Holy Spirit, but we grow from being in the fellowship. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? So we don't want to get just laid back and think, oh, everything's on autopilot and all that stuff. What else? Sometimes we can get a little apathy, a little lack of concern. How many people say, whatever? Oh, man. That just that just does me the wrong way. How about y'all? If I would have said whatever to my dad, I'd have been getting some of those bubble teeth. You know what I mean? I got to tell you, this is the truth. I'm not kidding. My dad's from West Virginia. And, and when he was living 
is he used to have the best teeth, but you cannot chew tobacco for 80 years and keep good teeth. So when he got down to about three, I said, Dad, we got to do something with these teeth, man. He said, oh, I'm all right, son. I can, I can still gnaw. Right? <laughs> well, Jesse happened to go through one of the, uh, what is it, bubble gum machines and got the bubble teeth. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all sticking out there like this? And he said, Paul, Paul, how you like my teeth? He said, where'd you get them, son? See, my dad thought that was an upgrade. <laughs> he thought that was good. I said, Dad, how many teeth you got? He said, I got three and a leaner. <laughs> I got three now. Denise said, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just pulled them teeth. <laughs> he didn't care, you know? But I was like, but you know, he had dental insurance. He had all these other things. We could have done some stuff. But he waited so long, and then he got, had to get on blood thinner and stuff, and then we couldn't do it. So guess what? Pops was going to mistake. All right? So there's things that we live so far under what God wants to bless us with. And I just want to say this. Anybody that's been around, know I love my mom and dad. All right? And they've been good to me. I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying my kids are going to have their hands full with me, too. You know? You just, come on, Dad. I'll give you one more thing. He said, well, I'm, when I'm gone here, he said, I want you to put air conditioning in and all this and fix this and all that. I said, I ain't doing that. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm not going to fix it up for somebody else. Fix it now so you can enjoy it. Fix it now so you can enjoy it. They would never spend money on themselves, but they didn't have no problem spending money on me and my sister and the grandkids and the niece or whoever. Right? One more thing. Y'all hear this? Hard for me to get through this without crying. Cleaning my guitar yesterday. Then he said, what are you doing? I said, man, I had sweat all on this thing. I said, I got to take care of this thing. I won't ever get another guitar like that. I remember my dad saying, one day he said, "Uh, what you doing? I said, man, I'm at the guitar shop. Dad, what's up? He said, I was just checking in. He said, you looking at those tailored guitars? I said, yeah, I'm looking at those tailored guitars. I'll just tell you about this. I ain't bragging. I'm just thankful I'm talking about grace here. The working man with, with two kids and everything ain't going to buy that guitar. I'm not. Right? But it's nice. They're nice. Always wanted one. Right? So a couple weeks ago, Bob, my dad said, hey, man, what are you doing? I said, I don't know, Dad. What are you doing? He said, let's go for a ride. Okay. Where do you want to go? I don't care. We can go anywhere. Hey, let's go to the guitar shop. See, that's always a good score. Man. Let's go to the guitar shop. I said, you want to go to nothing? You want to go? He said, uh, I don't know. Let's go. Well, see, Dad was baiting me, man. He's getting ready to bless me there. Him and mom had already had a conference, already had a powwow, right? So we get there, and uh, I introduce him to my buddy that owns the guitar shop and everything else. And he says, uh, where's, where's that guitar you was telling me about a couple weeks ago? I said, oh, Dad, it's in the back. It's in the back where you got to move the move the glass, and it's got all the, the, the different things. What do you call that thing, Mike? They put back there, the little blower. Humidifier. Humidifier. That'll keep you paying attention, won't it? <laughs> I mean, it's just so, you know what I mean? Mike said, don't do that again. I'm just teasing, bro. I'm just teasing. Appreciate the help. So go back there. And my dad said, well, that's all right. That's good. He said, well, which one do you like? I said, well, I like this one. I said, it's got the three-piece back. It's it's tight, man. It's nice. He said, well, play me a little wild wood flower. Play me a little foggy mountain break. He said, that thing sounds good, don't I? I said, that's good. He looked at the price tag. I said, you want me to put it up? He said, no, let's take it home. He said, if you get it when I'm going, I don't see it. I said, okay. <laughs> I 
How about that? So I say that, so I'm so grateful for that. And inside, many of y'all know this, inside of there, there's a note from my mom and dad from 2006. Just a little something put in there. A little something put in there. So everywhere I take that, I never forget where it came from. I never forget what they had to sacrifice to get that. But you know what? I try to do the same thing for my kids. You know? Because you love them. You just want to bless them. Right? It's not the stuff. It's the heart behind the stuff. It's the, hey, dad. Hey, mom. You know? Think about that. When you have that relationship and know that you can say, hey, mom and dad. Now, let me go ahead and talk about this. I know everybody doesn't always have that. But let me tell you what you do have. You have a heavenly father that always open to what you need. Whether it's stuff or a hug. Whether it's wisdom, forgiveness, or grace. Don't get wrapped around the stuff when you got God's divine promises, okay? So it's kind of long-winded to say all that, but I just want to tell you. I want to, I want to uh, just be for real. That's one thing when I tell people, I say, what you see is what you get, you know? But let me tell you what you really get with God. I don't think i got enough time to tell you what you're getting with God. But I want you guys to be encouraged with that. So a lot of times we can get the lack of concern because things aren't a priority. Amen? How'd you get all the way out there? When you love somebody, what they love is a priority. When you love the Lord, His priority should be your priority. Somebody, somebody say amen there. I'm preaching to me first. It should be. Some days, I bet you it is. A lot of days, I bet you it's not. Preaching to me first. So what do we do? We reconnect. We stay connected. We, we, we feed on that. We go back and read what we saw today. This is a great thing to underline in your Bible. Go back to it. Feed on it. Keep on rolling. All right? So what else we got? So many times when we get that way, we just feel, I don't care, whatever. I don't like when I get that way. Do you all ever get like that? I go, man, this is not me. This is not good. Now, this is different than being wore out, tired out, things like that. There's a time for rest, and we're going to talk about that. But we have to keep our minds and eyes on the things of the Lord, amen? Because if not, we become ineffective. And we all said we want to be effective for the kingdom, amen? We want to be effective for that, for the kingdom of God. Okay? But what else will happen sometimes? Causes a little stagnation. Doubt. Got any doubters in here? I doubt it. I couldn't resist. We doubt a few things, don't we? Oh, man, that's not going to work. How many people work with the naysayers? Hey, man, I'm thinking we could do this. Oh, that ain't going to work. We get ready. We're getting ready to run a test at work. And, you know, we need to do this. You know, we want to try to run tomorrow. Can we do this? And you have somebody. I won't be ready until two weeks from now. What do you got to do? I've got so much to do. Well, what are you going to do today? What are you going to do today to chip away at that, to get in that place where you need to be, right? The good news is this. You already have the platform in the Lord through a personal relationship with Him. You can just keep on rolling. But look at that. So many times we let what happened in the past keep us from moving forward. Do not, let me say that again. Do not let your past rob your future. Man, I'm telling you what, I have to remind myself of that. You were looking at a guy that could have let that happen. I tell you, many of you guys have got a lot of new faces in here and new faces out here. You're looking at a guy that did not read good in school. You're looking at a guy that got sick every day till I graduated before I went to school. I didn't want to. I don't even know why. I get all nervous. I get all worked up. You know when I feel the best? Doing what I'm doing right now. 
Because that's what God's called me to do. This is natural for me to do because this is all I think about all week. You know what I'm working on when I leave here? When I say amen Sunday? I'm working on next week. Lord, what is it you're going to show me? I'm listening to the needs of our people. I'm trying to listen to the Lord. I'm trying to visit a few folks. Lord, use me. Use me up. So that, you know what? I want to be all that I can be for you. I do not want to have my heart calloused by things of the world. I do not want to be... Uh, the things we talked about here, lazy, apathetic. I don't want to be doubting, but sometimes we do. But isn't it good to be part of the fellowship and somebody say, you know you can do it. You're amazing, man. Isn't that something? And just because things went the way you desired them in your past doesn't mean it has to remain like that. If you're in a situation and things didn't work out with your mom and dad, don't be the mom and dad. They won't be the mom and dad that they called you to be. God called you to be. Amen. I'm not going to follow in that footstep. You know, if that's the case. Everybody needs a role model, right? I got one for you already. It's not me. It's Jesus. Look to the Lord. Look to the Lord. I know we hear that, but I want I want to just pull all them, them, them doubts out of you and, and let God fill you up with his grace and mercy. Amen. So doubt can just, just entangle us to Satan lies. We start buying the lies. Well, I might do that, but I'll, I'll fail. We see over and over how many people that end up being great inventors, how many times did they fail before they got it right? Amen? How many times did Denise have to date somebody before she got Mr. Wonderful? <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had a symbol to go, boom. It's going to be a long ride home. <laughs> we have fun here. I mean, you know, think about that. Think about that. And then she gets him wants to change him. <laughs> You're still chewing the gum with your mouth open. Yeah, you know, whatever. You know, but it's all right. Because you know what? I know that I'm a work in progress. But I know when somebody's telling me something that loves me, I need to run that through the filter. I need to run that, realize, hey, if somebody's telling you something and they love you, line up with God's word. And if it matches, then make the adjustments. Ask God to help you to make the adjustments. Amen? So God will do that. And God puts people in there. How many people have been, uh, or, or, or got to make, that they are totally opposite? Amen? Now I tell you what, me and my wife are like C-SPAN and hee-haw. Two different sins of them. I'm telling you. Uh, you going to get anything back there? That's not a bad thing, you know? But, but, but it's true sometimes. You got to laugh, right? Because she'll say something about grammar and all that, and I go, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? When she used to, sometimes she would go and look through my sermon, stuff like that, I get her to look at it, and she goes, man, she, she knows she's a teacher, she'd be going through, oh my God. She would just slay my stuff, man. But she wants it right. She said, you want me to help you, don't you? I go, yes. You know? Because we don't like the change, right? We don't like the change. But you know what? Sometimes we need to listen, right? God puts us in, in situations so we can learn and grow from one another. You know, her strengths are not my strengths. My strengths are not her strengths. And that's okay. Because together we're stronger, amen? Sometimes I get a little excited. Who would have ever thought that? She doesn't, she doesn't get excited about it. So she's like, hey, okay, see what's going on. See what's going on. And I like to go where there's like 5,683 people. Where's everybody at? Then he's like, I want to go home. It's okay. It's okay. You know? But let me tell you what happens when I say, I want to go home. They go, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't want to go out to eat. Oh my gosh, are you okay? Because I always like to go out to eat. 
But you know what? Different times, different days, different folks, different things can all be worked together for the good if our focus is on that of the Lord. That's what I'm saying. Look for the good in each other. Oh, here we go. Now, I know y'all didn't ever think about this. What else can cause us to be stagnant? Sin. Right? When we get comfortable with that, when we just become numb with that, preaching to me first, right? Any of this, we can just say, oh, yeah, we just overlook it. You know, but it can stop our growth, spiritual, spiritual growth. Amen. We turn around and look at this. When we get to a place where, where our, the sin in our life, when it comes, to, it doesn't bug us. We need to really be concerned. So when you're convicted of something, that's a good thing. Amen. It's, it doesn't feel real good, but guys, that's his warning signal. There's all types of warning signals in life. Flashlight, stoplight, green light, caution light, all those things, alarms, buzzers, all that. And the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad that God doesn't just let us go it alone? No, just says, hey, that's not best for you. That's not best for you. But sometimes we just override that, don't we? We just run the red light anyway. But you know what? Let me tell you. No matter how many red lights you run in that situation, God will still take you back. God will still love you. God will still forgive you. But you know what? Let's be quick to turn because we don't want to be stagnant, right? We want to be motivated. So everybody say amen if they want to be motivated. All right, let's keep on rolling here. We need motivation. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at that. We need to stay connected to Christ. Our connection to Christ is crucial. We say we know that, but what do we do about it? Do we continue to stay plugged in or we go, yeah, no. Yeah, whatever. We start falling away, falling backwards. I want to read a little bit for you here. Let's take a look at this. Go back to our first verse that we started out with verse 3. And it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. Somebody say amen. We have received all of this. How do we receive it? By coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. We got the divine power of God available to us. The next time something comes up, the next time that you just think, man, I don't, I don't know about this doctor report. I don't know about this. I don't know about the rent. I don't know about the job. Re- realize this, that you have the divine power at work in your life. And we have his promises, amen. God has supplied all our needs to live a godly life. And it's because and through knowing him. That's why the devil wants you to keep your Bible shut. That's why he doesn't want you to listen to praise music. That's why he doesn't want you to read your devotion. That's why he wants to keep you home on Tuesday nights from Bible study. That's why he wants to render you ineffective. I didn't say you weren't saved. He wants to render you ineffective. He wants you to just sit on the sidelines. Can you imagine that? Sitting on the sidelines. All this time, whether God gives you 10 years, 30 years, 91 years, how effective is your life for the kingdom of God? I'm not talking about just running and being busy. Oh, look what I did. I set up the chairs. I did this or whatever that, whatever God's called you to do. Today, I hope you find that purpose of what God's called you to do today. It may change, right? But it's always going to be building up the body of Christ. Always want to be building up the body of Christ. Amen. Maybe it's just praying with somebody, encouraging somebody. You know? I don't know. But I know this. When we seek the Lord, He will tell us about it. Let's see what else we got. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. How many know that God's promises are good? 
When somebody promises you something, it's only as good as the person that can bring that promise forth, right? At the end of the service, y'all can line up and I can write you a check for a million dollars. I wouldn't cash it. Amen? Amen, right? A check is really just a promise, isn't it? Here you go, I'm going to pay you this, here you go. But you don't cash it in until you take it to the bank, right? We can take God's promises to the bank. We can take that to the throne room. We can take that to the Lord. I am cashing in on your promises. You said no one can form against me is going to prosper. You said that I am God's workmanship, God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. See, that's what I get in my spirit. How about you guys? I want to know who I am in Christ so when Christ has come, I can tell get away from me, devil. God, you saved me. You sealed me. You loved me and loved me, but loved me even on my worst day. Do you believe that? Because that will get you through that worst day. Have you ever noticed this? A lot of times we try to fill that with stuff. Do you know there's more suicides for people that got stuff than not? I'm not preaching against stuff. That's fine. But if it gets out of whack with, with who you are and who God is, it can work against you. This is what I've been learning in the last little bit of ministry. You ready for this? Yes, you are. The very thing that we pray for often, and God ends up granting that, many times is the very thing we put between us and God. Well, what are you talking about? Oh, Lord, I wish I had a boat. If I just had a boat, I'd love to have a boat. Get the boat? Well, Sunday's my only day to go sailing. That don't mean you can't praise the Lord for your boat. But you see what it is? It it can separate you. Boy, Lord, I need a new car. I need a new car. Well, man, I tell you what, we're going to go into Bush Gardens this week. Because, you know, I got a new car. I'm driving. Not coming down on stuff. I'm just saying evaluate what you allow in between you and God. It could be another relationship. Well, my girlfriend don't want to go to church. Many of y'all know I was married before. It's not anybody's fault about what I'm getting ready to tell you. Not coming down on anybody else or anything else. I wanted to go to church. My first wife was not really interested in going to church. Not blaming her. I should have went. Right? Thank the Lord. She's saved now. That's good. I don't want any ill will on anybody. I think that's great. You know? She ended up marrying a really godly man. And that was that was wonderful. So we both got a good deal. Right? That's the difference between having God in the center and God not in the center. But boy, we really hit some rough ground when he wasn't in the center. Amen? I'm not here to tell you that as a Christian or, or, or when God's in the center, you're not going to have some tough times. But I'm going to tell you what, you're going to be overcome but you're going to have victory. Amen? God is using those things to forge them together to help us help others and help us draw on His strength. Amen? That's the motivation right there. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to ask you guys. Somebody name anybody. Give me three promises that God has for you. Anybody? Life in abundance. Anybody else? Love. He'll love you. Unconditional love. Anything else? No. What's that? No. Help. He's in the healing business. Salvation. Salvation. Amen. Grace. Never leaves. How do you feel when you start saying that? When you start speaking those things that you know are true, you speak those promises that change itself. There's tons of things that we have. 
in God. I wrote a couple things down here. He gives us eternal life. There's no condemnation. There's grace and mercy. There's unconditional love. There's healing and abundance. There's forgiveness. He's a provider. He's our savior. He's the lover of our soul. He gives us wisdom, freedom, mercy. Is that motivation? But if you keep your Bibles closed, and if we keep our mouth closed, we tend to focus on what we think we don't have or what we think somebody else has. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You want to get motivated? You have the divine power of the almighty God available to you. You have the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit living in us to lead God and direct us, to seal us. Anybody getting excited yet? Anybody getting motivated? So when you come up against that next battle, realize what you have, who you are, and whose you are. Somebody ought to be shouting right now. I'm going to tell you what. Because when that thing comes, and it will come, something will come up. we got to be ready. We've got to continue to fill up on that. Preach to yourself if you have to. Put some Bible verses up on, on your bathroom um, mirror. Say, this is who I am in Christ. Lord, read, put this up here. Print it out. And say, you know what? I have the divine power of God. You'll be surprised when you get your eyes focused on the word of God. What happens in here? Things start changing. Things, some of that old uh, dead wood will start dropping off. And you become vibrant in your walk with the Lord. And you start encouraging other people. Instead of you always needing encouragement, you become the encourager. How many know that's a good thing? How many know it's hard to praise the Lord when you're complaining all the time? Everybody's feet just went up under the chair. Woo, he stepped on the toe, Pastor. I have to watch that. I tell my friends, if I start complaining, call me on it. Now, sometimes you just got to speak truth and say, man, this is rough. I'm tired today or whatever. Okay. I'm talking about when I sit there and go, oh, I damn it. Oh, man. Oh, it's sunshine today, buddy. That's oh, it's too hot. Oh, it's raining today. We're going to get the grass going to shoot. Oh, no. Now it's going to be sloppy in my backyard. You see what I'm saying? I know y'all don't do that. I know y'all don't even know anybody to do that. <laughs> Everybody's going, was my phone on? <laughs> We can do that. We need. We can do that. But you know what? You don't have to stay. Stay there. And I'm not minimizing something that's going on in your life. Please don't think that. I'm trying to give us the tools out of our spiritual tool belt to be ready to be motivated when these things come. Let's read them again. These are just a few that I had. Many of that you all talked about. Some of the promises. He gives us eternal life through Christ. No condemnation. Grace and mercy. How many people like grace and mercy? Amen. Unconditional love. Healing and abundance and forgiveness. He's a provider. He's our savior. Freedom. Freedom is an amazing thing. I think many times we don't even realize how free we are. But I tell you what. You look at other countries. You look at other countries. I was reading something the other day. I can't remember exactly where it was. Third world country. No TVs. Not let alone cable. No TV. Very little medical stuff. How many people are like, well, you know what? The kids growing up and everything. You go, well, you, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to go to college. In some of these countries, you ain't going to college. you got to be the best of the best of the best of the best to maybe get chosen. And if you slip, you're out. Man, that doesn't sound like freedom. We have so many opportunities in this world, in this country. Amen. But look at the opportunities you have in the Lord surpass that immensely. It's amazing. 
So I want us to be encouraged today. But I also, as a motivator, I want you to come to the realization of some things maybe we don't always think about. And I'm going to hit a few of them here now and just kind of walk through them. Here's a realization. We have a choice between life and death. And you know what I mean. Spiritual life, spiritual death. I'm going to give you a tip. Pick life. How about that? Bible even says, I put before you today a blessing and a curse. Pick the blessing. Pick Jesus. Come to that understanding, right? We got a choice between heaven and hell. People don't think they have that choice. You got that choice. You can receive the salvation message of the Lord Jesus Christ or you can reject it. Sounds like you got a choice, doesn't it? Receive the Lord. How about freedom and bondage? Same thing. He says, I come to set you free. We have choices. We have opportunity. We have the Lord in us to help us in those times. What else? Grace and wrath. I'm going to pick grace. How about you guys? Grace is better. God is good. Now, I want to kind of unpack this a little bit. And I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. How do we get to heaven? Through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not based on your works. It is based on his gift. And you receiving that gift by faith. Amen. Everybody got that, right? How many people know that there's a judgment day? Raise your hand if you believe there's a judgment day. Anybody have any idea how that's going to work out? Bible kind of lays it out there. Do you know that for the believer there will be a judgment on what we've done with the gifts that the Lord's given us, right? I did not say you won't go to heaven. We want good and faithful servant, right? You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying now? We want to serve Him well, right? For those that have rejected Christ... Guess what? They gain health. They gain health. So you would think that it would be a very easy choice. But so many people run from that. But right now, I want to talk about the realization. I want to read a couple of scriptures, and then i got a short little clip to just help cultivate our mind. I don't know if it will be exactly like that, but I think today you're going to leave here with a whole different perspective. Okay? Let's take a look at some of the verses we got here. Romans 14, 12. Yes, each of us will give an account to God. Anybody concerned about that? Okay. How about this? 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That's the believer. So that each of us may receive what is due us. The things done while in the body, whether good or bad. How are we saved? By grace we say through faith. He's here. I'm talking about, we are talking about our serving right here, okay? We're saved by grace through faith. I'm going to make sure you get that. I don't want anybody to get off track here. Matthew 12, 36. And I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account of every careless word they speak. It's going to be truth. Whatever was done is going to be out there, okay? I am not telling anybody this to scare you. Or to rock your salvation. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, let me tell you, He says, I give you eternal life. I want us to finish big. See, we get that the, the, the He will give, reward us on that day. Right? I want to be able to cast the, the, the crowns that I get at the feet of Jesus. Amen? It ain't about me. It's about finishing good for the Lord. Amen? If I get up there and I play that guitar and I go, woo! And I'm smiling, and I'm going, man, I'm praising the Lord. And I think it's all about me. Guess what? Lord said, you thought it was all about you. 
That doesn't impress him. If I go, oh, well, let me let me get like the, the lady that was putting money in the, in the uh, church pot. You know, I'm trying to think where it's at in the Bible. But you know what I mean? People showing off what they put in there and the lady just puts a couple of coins. And, he, and, and the, it caught the Lord's ear. She just gave more than anybody. She gave from the heart. So I want to make sure that we, we're getting this as we go into this little clip. All right? So this is the last one here. Matthew, I, I think I read it, but I want, to hear, I want you to hear it again. I tell you the truth on the day of judgment. People give account of every careless word they speak. I want to run this clip here, and I want you guys to just take this in. Put yourself in this place for just a minute.
salvation then. He said those things that had to do with your calling. That's why I think it's important for us to address those things. I don't want to give you just half the story. I want to give you the whole story. Are you stagnant? I mean, you can answer that. What did he say over and over? Had you sought me I would have told you. Did you notice it didn't matter for preachers, evangelists, moms? It's individual thing. Did you notice they weren't there with the crowd of people? They were by themselves. I thought it, was, it just did it just just to get a little wake up call. It's not to scare you. It's to prepare you. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Look. I'm going back. Do you remember how many times I went through this today about the gospel message? We are not talking about your salvation. But I want us to finish big. And because we are saved by grace and faith, don't we want to please the Lord? Don't you want to seek after him and say, well, what is it that you want me to do? We try to come up with different things as the Lord leads. One of the things we talked about today. You know, maybe God's put it on your heart today to Minister through some of the gift giving of the bags and things. I don't know. That's between you and God. Maybe it's, you know what? We As long as we've been preaching, we've never passed the hat. Maybe God's telling me today, say, you know what? I think you can do better than that. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying, what is it that God's saying? He told that one guy, he said, you know what? He said, if you didn't just listen to me, and got with these other two people, I could have used you so greatly. How many people want to be poured out at the finish line? When that day comes, it's not going to be about our sin, right? The sin is taken care of on the cross. But I want to finish big. How about you? People say, why, why, why? I had to let you tell you nothing. When do you sleep? Say, so when I can't hold my eyes open anymore. Not saying buddy does this, does this, 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 this. That's on my mind. I've been waiting for the time to introduce that to us. I believe today's the time. Ever since Christmas, I watched this over and over and over. I read the scriptures. I pulled out all the scriptures, talked about that. I wanted to make sure I was preaching this thing correctly. I wanted to make sure everybody understood. 
that we're going to be accountable for that one day. I want you to get there and say, well, man, our pastor never said nothing about it. It's in the Word. You notice that was for the believer. Okay? So, I don't want everybody to go out here with a doom and gloom type thing. I want everybody to say, you know what? Thanks for telling me. And you know what? I want to make adjustments today if that's what God's calling me to do or as God's calling me to do it. I'm going to make those adjustments. But make sure you don't do it in any other way but from his leading because you want to hear what God has for you. Does that make sense? People say, well, I don't know what God's called me to do. Okay, seek him. What did he say? Seek me. Had you sought me? The Lord says, seek first the kingdom of God. God is not hiding things from you. We have his divine power. We have his divine promises. Man, take that and say, Lord, you know what? I am so thankful that I've called upon the name of the Lord, that you are my Savior, Lord. You are in me. What would you have me to do today? Please, please, please don't get mixed up and think this is a works-based salvation. It's not. Salvation is through the finished work of the cross. I've probably said it ten times today. I'll say it any other time. But, let me tell you. We want to finish big for the Lord. God has left us here for a season to be effective for the kingdom. Amen. How many people are excited about that? I hope it motivates us. I hope it motivates us to say, you know what? I'm going to listen a little harder when the Lord says, you know what? I, what? I need you to do this. I want you to do this. Maybe he just wants you to pray about it. That's what I'm asking today. To pray about what you believe God has called you to do. And do it with everything in you. Amen? But it starts with this. Folks, listen to the line. It starts with this. Responding to the gospel message. The gospel message is this. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is one way to heaven. And it's not works. It's through the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. His blood was shed to purchase us out of our sin debt. And when we connect to the faith with faith that and we believe what God has done for us, he counts it to us as righteousness. I want you guys to hear that today. Like, Lord, help me to make this so clear. Just ask me how to make this clear. It is about what Jesus has done. It is about you connecting to that by faith. It's about us saying, Lord, you know what? Today, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I want to live for you. Today, Lord, I believe that you died for my sin. I believe that you're the son of, son of the most high God. Lord, I believe today that you are the Savior. And I ask you, Lord, to save me. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the message today. Some messages are easy to digest. Some are a little tough. But it's the truth. And I pray for each one today as they hear this message to be encouraged. It's not to bring them down. It's to lift them up. It's to, to show us what you have called us to, what you saved us from, and what you call us to. Lord, help us to be good stewards with everything you've given us. The Bible is very clear. It says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. I don't know many people or any people that I've talked to that, that don't realize that we've got sin in our life. And there's only one thing that can take care of that. And that's the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the rising of our Savior on the third day. He's sitting on the right hand side of God to intercede for us. Friends, call on Him today and walk with Him every day so that you know 
on that judgment day, you will hear, well done, my good and faithful son. Amen. Friends, if you're tuning into this today, I pray that you share this message and pass it on and let God have his way in heart so that we will hear, well done, good and faithful sermon. Thank you. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap today.